Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Out the Basement Podcast. I am your co-host for this lovely show, and as always, joined by Tony the Tiger, a.k.a. Anthony Siandra. Anthony, how are you, man? If that name catches on, Chad, my God. <laughs> um, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. How was your uh, How was your holiday? It was good. It was good. It's uh, it's going quick here, and I've I've had about a week and a half off, and I'm already like seven days into this. No, six days because I was off last Friday, so I'm six days into this thing. So it's uh, it's going super fast. That that's for sure. Yep, always does. So this week, uh, Anthony went into his repertoire of contacts and pulled out one of his writers he's familiar with at the hockey writer who also does a podcast for the st louis blues so i'm a little bit interested to hear this guy's story because unlike the opposite or the previous weeks i kind of don't really know this person so it'll be more interesting for me to kind of sit back and listen and throw in my questions here and there but nonetheless let's get him in here we are joined by steven ground who like i said is a writer for the hockey writers and also has his own blues podcast two guys know cup steven how are you today man it's gonna be hard to live up to that introduction but um i think the consequence of anthony knowing me better than you do is that you have no idea what's coming so (laughs) here's how we're gonna do this here's our kind of premise behind our, our show here we uh we bring on bloggers podcasters and kind of talk to them a little bit about their background uh how they got started what they do why they do it and the fun stuff like that, and then we kind of just mess around with it here and have some fun near the end. So that's the same kind of philosophy and show, I guess you can say show guidelines that we're going to follow here. So as you kind of talked about a little bit before, I'm going to kind of let Anthony here roll with the questions, and I'm going to kind of jump in here from time to time with some things that intrigue me as I'm listening to you kind of tell your story and some things that pop in my head. So without further ado... Mr. Siandra, I hand the mic over to you to have a blast and begin our very difficult line of questioning, which is extremely easy. So have fun. <laughs> yeah. So before, before we get question, you know, the question started, um, Steve, I got to tell you, I was driving through rural Canada on my way to Detroit last month. I was actually going to uh, watch the UB football team play the MAC championship and during that grudging, most boring of rides, uh, I was actually streaming the 2GNC uh, podcast uh, through my Bluetooth. So so thank you and thank Ian for helping me get through what is just seemingly a never-ending stretch of rural Canada. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm glad we could help because that sounds <laughs> miserable. <laughs> Yeah, it was a, you know the sky was a nice gray hue. It was it was really picturesque. I have uh, to say, as a Midwesterner, it's very bizarre to me to think about getting somewhere by going through Canada. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the the easiest way to get there is just to literally shoot through Canada. It's like an Ontario sandwich of sorts. Anyway, before we <laughs> get on a tangent of uh, you know geographical complexities of driving from buffalo to anywhere um let's start let's start with you all right so one of the things that uh i'm curious about i guess so obviously you write for the hockey writer um you've got the podcast which of those things came first how did you get started in the kind of independent content production game so to speak of those two things the podcast came first i mean i've done sort of 
minor personal blogging for a long time, and then I wrote for a local St. Louis site for a while about both the the Cardinals and the Blues. Uh, but of those two things, the podcast came first, and that was kind of my big independent. I mean, obviously not independent because I have a partner, but my my first thing that I was trying to set out on my own and sort of do. And, you know, about, about actually the podcast, um, I, I always tell people that it's it's not just a blues podcast. I mean, obviously, there, there's a ton of great blues content on there. But as a Sabres fan who has no, I mean, besides the, the impending conditional first round pick, who has no real stake in the blues success, like I listen to it regularly because it's just entertaining, uh, which which kind of leads me into my next question. How you and Ian, when you guys record, I mean, you guys have a really, really awesome rapport with each other. Uh where, where did you guys meet? How do you guys, you know, I guess, get the idea to start this? Um, give me, you know, some background on, on that duo. Yeah, absolutely. So Ian and I were high school classmates uh, in St. Louis. It's always a big joke uh, that we ask each other where you went to high school. And so uh, we went to the same high school and we knew each other probably from about sophomore year on and kind of became friends. And he actually sort of you know, introduced me to the blues. I mean, I obviously was familiar with uh, them a little bit, but I hadn't really been a hardcore fan. uh, And he kind of got me to be more interested in them. And so I graduated, we both graduated in 2009. And as we were kind of talking about before we got on the air, 2006 was the year we drafted Eric Johnson first overall. So I started being a Blues fan with Ian really in the doldrums of the entire history of the franchise. Nice. Maybe says a little bit about my mental state. (laughs) (laughs) We stayed in touch through college and, uh, you know, we ended up back pretty close to each other in the St. Louis area. And so, you know, after a while of kind of joking about it and talking about it, more and more seriously we decided to give podcasting a shot figured why not well first thing i want to say in the beginning of that uh little intro there with you and ian i, I was i was debating if i should play some kind of like dramatic music here i thought for, like, like a musical was starting <laughs> so that, was, that was pretty well that was pretty well done i appreciate that um so is it what is it because you kind of said like you know ian kind of got you into hockey with those is there something is there an event because i'm, I'm kind of curious about the people like who really like for me i've been playing hockey my entire life i've been had hockey in my blood that's kind of how i've done it and that's kind of why i follow the game so is there something i don't know like you said maybe like is there a player is there an event is there a game is there a play in a game that really kind of got you into hockey and kind of got really started down the road or is it really just kind of a a friendship here that got you into it more or less yeah i mean i think it's a little bit of both i mean i was always a sports fan so I was kind of conversational about hockey, but my my family, my dad was the big sports fan in my family, and he was way more of a Cardinal and uh, Rams fan when they used to be around. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I think it was meeting Ian combined with a couple of players I really liked, uh, Andy McDonald, Paul Correa, both came to the Blues around that same time, and they were older and kind of in the the sunsets of their careers but i just loved the way they were you know smaller faster guys that flew up and down the ice even in their older age and so uh, they were players that i really loved to watch and it sort of made me kind of invest in this little team and and all of us as blues fans around that time had a group of of young prospects that were coming up that we thought were going to be the future of the team and so it was an easy time to sort of 
get in, even if even if you were suffering in the in the moment, uh, as as Sabres fans were probably familiar with, there was at least hope that the not too distant future would be brighter. So I want to kind of go back a little bit here too. Is you know my one of the things I always kind of enjoy listening to people, especially writers, is kind of hearing where was where was the first site you started writing and why did you why did you go to writing because you know it's a lot of people think that it's really not that hard until you do it and then it's it's not only starting to do it it's the maintaining of it because while at times it's fun it's also also a chore at times not what you want to do all the time I mean, it did a lot of work in it with the writing and the editing and the so on and so forth so two-part question here is what was the first time you started writing on and two what kind of pushed you down the road to get into the writing side of it yeah absolutely so the the ver- i mean the very first writing i ever did was kind of on an independent wordpress blog that was mostly for me uh, but the first site i ever wrote on more publicly was a, a local site called art shitty sports it's just kind of a local <laughs> site that covers st louis sports and I think what pushed me to do it, I mean, I loved, I've loved writing my whole life. It's one of the things I've really enjoyed to do. My, my dad is a lawyer. My mom uh, was an English teacher. And so, you know, it was just a very wordy family, if you will. We talked a lot and we wrote a lot. And so I've loved it my whole life. And I just kind of wanted an opportunity to share my thoughts publicly. And I think if, I'm 100% honest, part of that came from thinking, you know, I think all fans sort of think, well, I'm the only one that has this 100% right. And only some of other people's opinions are correct. So I decided I'd, you know, write publicly so that people could share in my brilliance, which... <laughs> so the yeah. last question before I hand it back to Anthony, uh, on the podcasting side of it, it kind of sounds like the story that you know, I have a Sabres podcast to do too, and it kind of sounds like a similar story with you and uh, Ian that me and my co-host Bill have. We, uh, you know, we met in around high school. We both loved hockey. Uh, we've even played some, I don't know, on a couple of hockey teams together. But you know, we always talked about the Sabres. You know, we talked about the game, and then one day we were just like, "Why don't we start a podcast and see what happens?" Is, is that kind of a similar thing that ended up happening with you guys? And so far, it's you know, it's worked out and benefited. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think basically we talked about hockey constantly you know and we we enjoyed each other ian makes me laugh more often than just about anyone and so we enjoyed each other you know just talking about the sport and then we kind of started joking about podcasting and then over time it became more and more serious he really liked uh, the steve dangle podcast out of toronto and so he kind of introduced me to that, and it just sort of grew from there. And then I think it was Elliot Friedman or someone who said, hey, with the expansion draft coming up, this should be an eventful summer. So if you want to start a, a hockey podcast for your team, you should do it now. And we were kind of like, well, that's oddly specific. So maybe we <laughs> <laughs> felt like Elliot was talking directly to us, which I'm sure he was. No, that's awesome. And, you know, what? like you said, you know, I, you can tell when you guys are, are I guess, recording uh, or, or, you know, playing your content that, that you and Ian have that rapport. So, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that you're, you know, longtime friends. Um, it'd be pretty tough for, you know, I mean, two people to, you know, just pick up, pick up a mic and, and have that type of rapport. So that's really neat and uh, kind of a, a testament to, you know, how, how much familiarity and, you know, I mean, and, and building that familiarity uh, matters when you're producing that type of content. That's very neat. Um, 
So I'm going to ask the question that I think pretty much every listener to the show is is wondering, and that's why we've drawn it out for 19 minutes and 35 seconds. We couldn't just you know give it to him right away. Who came up with the two guys no cup name? Oh, I, I think I think I have to get the credit to Ian. <laughs> I I'd like to say it was some you know majestic venture through the woods where we you know defeated the troll and figured out the name <laughs> of the podcast i think it was just we had a lot of generic names you know the blue line podcast or you know uh, you know i can't think of some of the other ones we had a lot of blue puns and then one of us just said it i think it was him first and we we just kind of knew right away that it was like oh yeah that's the one and and by the way, I, I just got to say, I'm going to I'm guesstimating here, but I think it's taken me about three minutes and 30 seconds to figure out what the actual name of the first site that you wrote for is. When you first said it, it sounded like the site's name was Our Shitty Sports. <laughs> you actually said Arch City. And like, yes. and it took me this. I'm like, that can't be right. <laughs> I heard you guys laugh and I was thinking maybe, you know. Maybe that's funnier than I think it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, you can you could interpret it either way, but it was definitely Arch City Sports. That's that's pretty good. You know, I, I like that. I like the name. You know, I was I was thinking here. I guess we could have done a pun off of that here in Buffalo. You know, two guys, one foot in the creeks, or something like that. I mean, we could have gone that route. One yeah. foot in the creeks. That's all. I think it works for us because. Either you get the reference, you know, and you're kind of in it with us, or it just goes totally over your head. And I'm usually more comfortable with that, but... What type of podcast is this? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I'm going to go back to my difficult questions again, and Anthony can... uh, See, I'm going to be the real guy, and Anthony can be the funny guy. We'll let him do that. The good cop, bad cop here. So what is it that... No, because I'm... I'll put it. I'm I'm irrationally excited about podcasting. You know that's I, I've kind of developed it. You know when I first started, I had no idea about it, and now I've got this podcast that I'm doing now, the Sabers for three years, and now we've added on to it. You know an AHL podcast that goes with that, and then also this podcast now is branching off of that main podcast too. So basically, there's three shows that are filtering off one podcast, like brand. And you know I'm I'm the guy who is sitting here excited about. I just ordered a new arm for my microphone and I'm actually excited about for it to come in on Sunday. So what is it that I guess excites you about podcasting? And then also at the same time, what is it? What do you think the biggest challenge is? Um, what excites me? I mean, I love it. So it all excites me, but trying to be more specific than that, I think the idea that anyone would want to listen to what I have to say still kind of baffles me, you know, because (laughs) I mean, I only like what I have to say that much, and I listen to me all the time, so I can't imagine (laughs) going out of their way to listen to me. So that's part of it in sort of like a a self-aggrandizing way. But I think there's got to be some level of narcissism to like everything we do. Like every every blogger, every independent content producer has like some degree of narcissism. Right. And and I was only joking so much about the I'm right about everything. (laughs) But I mean, I think beyond that, it's been really cool to like become part of the blues community, you know, on tour. Not that we're a, a big, huge part of it or anything, but we have friends on Twitter now, like people I would consider actual friends, even if we've only met face to face once or haven't ever met, you know, and and we're one of the voices that 
carries some weight on Blue's Twitter, which is a small world and a weird world, but a world nonetheless. <laughs> so I think that that ability to make connections uh, is really cool. It's really something I didn't necessarily expect about it. And I think that the challenge that goes along with that is kind of avoiding complacency and deciding how best we can grow and continue to move forward because we do want to do that you know we don't have any illusions about hey we're going to become millionaires or you know independent podcasters or any a small boys podcast but i'd like to take it as far as it can reasonably go and so pushing ourselves to do that is kind of a challenge so anthony i'm going to kind of pull you in here because it's a uh... You know, a lot of people, and the reason I asked that question is I, I think a lot of people who listen to podcasts and, um, you know, talk and interact with podcasters kind of maybe think it's a lot easier than it actually is. I mean, how we can just flip a mic on and just talk about sports. I can do that. Anybody can do that. Where there's there's some credence to that, but I think that, you know, it, it's the consistently producing content. It's the consistently producing content that, you know, makes you different than, you know, here in Buffalo, it's the other Sabres podcast or the other Blues podcast in St. Louis or any sport you coverage. There's most times, you know, there's more than one podcast doing it and you have to differentiate yourself and get the listeners to listen to you too. And, you know, on top of that, you know, it's the editing that goes into it too. You know, you can sure flip on a mic and a talk, but, you know, if you want the respect and the credibility, you know, it has to be well produced and you have to cut out your errors and mistakes and all that fun, good stuff that is tedious. You know, it's, and I, I'm, Anthony, you know, bringing you in here, I'm kind of curious, you know, you're, I guess you could say new to this, you know, is, is this kind of in a way different than you kind of thought it would be? I mean, you're only three episodes into this, doing this podcasting thing for you, but I was kind of curious of your thoughts with that. Yeah, I thought I'd like you more. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, it's, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Um, well, I guess you're fired. We'll talk about your writing that, position. It's <laughs> fine. Chad just emailed me a gif of like a dancing pick slip. Um, (laughs) no um it's you know obviously there's an adjustment um i I guess i've always been relatively decent at at just kind of you know talking off the cuff um but the amount of you know preparation and 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 you can't really get away with winging it right i mean you can to an extent but i mean it's easier with someone like steven who obviously i've talked to before um, you know, we've, we write, you know, for one of the same sites, um, we, we've got a degree of familiarity, but, uh, for someone like last week, uh, Eric Turner from cover one, I, you know, he and I didn't have any prior interaction. So being prepared, kind of knowing what they do, uh, ahead of time and doing the research, you know, I mean, doing your due diligence on actually learning about your guest is something that obviously I knew would be part of it, but, um, how important that is and, and how critical that is to actually have a, uh, coherent, interview that you know flows nicely uh that's that's one of the things that you know you got to adjust to and then um you know obviously this isn't it's a sports podcast but it's also you know i mean it's it's a it's a content production podcast right it's it's a blogging podcasting podcast so um it's easy to talk about the saber something that you know obviously i'm engrossed in you know writing for two sites and and being pretty active on twitter um but actually getting into the interpersonal side of, of how people produce their content is uh, really unique. And, you know, I'm learning more and more about everyone's different path, which is, I guess, one of the cooler things that, I mean, obviously we expected with what we we're doing. But um, I guess picturing it and actually hearing about it are, are two very different things. Yeah. And if, if I could jump in here for just a second, I think one of the points you made that I really 
hit on is the idea of preparation. You know, you really can't sit down at a microphone and just have a podcast. And I don't think I expected how much Ian and I would have to prepare for every episode. We have probably like upwards of 10 pages of notes most of the time. And you guys got a whiteboard. Yeah, and we have a whiteboard, which we don't use as much as we like to. But yeah, I mean, it's- I was. By the way, but I was I was on the inaugural show after you got the whiteboard in in the in the uh, the office there, the the uh, studio rather. Um, so I, I felt I felt privileged to be part of that part of the induction. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I like how you generously described it as a studio as well. It's not as all at all a bedroom with a card table set up in it. But- <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think just that idea of being prepared, it's it's so much more, you know, it takes so much work for us to sound even as off the cuff and weird as we usually sound. So I, I don't think I was necessarily expecting that when we got into it. So I have a question before, I think Anthony might be done with his questions or maybe not, but I, I do have a question. You know, it's, uh, and then Anthony kind of have his fun question at the end here, but um. What is, you know, we ask kind of all these people that we bring on and we're going to ask people we're going to bring on in the future. Uh, anybody who's listening to this who's interested in starting a podcast or interested in getting into the writing or trying to make their way up through the blogging podcasting ranks, what is one or two things of advice you would, you know, give to that person to kind of develop their career and maybe, you know, take that next step? Um, I think I think one thing I would say is just make sure you're doing something you enjoy. You know, because I don't I don't think I could do the level of, of work and preparation I do for something I didn't truly enjoy. Because it is, you know, it's not a job in the sense that I'm getting paid for it or anyone's watching over my shoulder and judging how it turns out. But it is a lot of work to do what, what we do. And so if I, if I didn't enjoy it, I couldn't really think of it as kind of free time relaxation, which is how I sort of categorize it in my head. And I think coming off of that, I think it's keep your expectations reasonable and don't expect that you're going to have, you know, 10,000 listeners in week one or anything like that. I think if, if you're doing it for yourself and if you're sure that what you're producing is quality and that it's something that you know, even if at the beginning it's one or two people that enjoy it, over time that'll grow and that'll spread and it'll be worth it. That, that's such a good point. Just to jump in on on what you just said, uh, I, I was you know pseudo mentoring a, a a relatively new uh, Sabers writer at THW, and he he you know came to me with with like a hey my first article only got like a thousand views. What gives? I'm like mm, yeah you. You don't have a, you know, I mean, this is like your first foray into this arena. So, yeah, you're not going to immediately, you know, what I mean, have that following. So, uh, you know, being interested, like you said, and and making sure that you focus on quality of craft, I guess, is, is so critical. And, and consistency. I mean, you and Ian consistently produce every week. You know what I mean? It, it, you can't, you can't like, you know, come and go as you please and expect, you know, the followers to just start pouring in. It doesn't work that way. And so the work ethic side of it is so critical. And I'm, I'm glad you touched on that. Um, like Chad said, I've got my, my, you know, and, and he indulges me with this like last question I, I do now, but I, I do have actually one more. And I think it's a, um, it's a way to, for, 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 to kind of humanize and, and maybe, uh, make this whole thing seem a little less self-indulgent just talk about <laughs> it yourself. Um, so for you, and we ask, we ask, uh, we ask this every week, 
do you have a specific mentor or someone in the you know uh, writing arena who who has inspired you to be better, who you've leaned on for advice, um, someone who's helped push you to where you are now? Um, that's a good question. That's uh, a deep question. I would say, and I'm not just trying to brown nose that you actually have helped a lot at the hockey writers, Anthony, because you were there before I was there, and so. <laughs> You just countered my whole theme that this was not <laughs> self-indulgent. Well, let me no, pick a person. No, no, no. I, I appreciate that. I, I mean, I think the cool, the cool thing about the Hockey Writers is being a part of that, you know, the Slack channel and everything. There are a lot of people there who really are willing to invest in you. Um, and so that's been really cool because writing for the blues and being, you know, relatively new at it. I've, I've done it probably six months or so now, but I'm still relatively new to the site. Uh, that's been good to have that kind of support structure. I mean, I could sit here and list a billion different teachers and mentors and, and writers that inspire me. But I think in terms of what I'm doing right now, it's really kind of those, those peers and, and co-workers, if you will, that are the ones that really help me to improve and kind of hone my craft. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Sad to hone my craft. Actually. I love it. I love it. I love that it happened. Uh, I'm just waiting for someone one week to just go like totally off the wall with that answer. Like, yeah, Gary Oldman's performance in Fifth Element was really what got me into this. It's, it's where I, it's where I go to for, for my moral support. No, that's fantastic. All right, last kind of wrap up question here, uh, and we ask this. You know, again, I, I hope this is something I could do every week because uh, and I hope people have have answers that kind of like stuck with, stuck in their craw a little bit. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite negative comment or negative interaction you've had on social media? Oh boy, not like high school where like you know some some girl called you ugly or something. I'm talking about like content production stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying. One of the ones that really stuck with me was. And it was so, it was more because it was like minor and stupid. Was that I wrote this long article about Mike Yo being fired, which was obviously huge news around town. And the one comment I got on it anywhere was a Twitter comment where the guy said, Half of the players in that picture don't even play for the team anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was Yo on the bench, you know, talking to Bergwind and Sabotka and whoever. And it's like, yeah, I get that. That's really not the point of this article, but thank. <laughs> but then generally, it's any any time where someone reacts to the headline alone, you know, and and a lot of times you're writing a headline specifically to be sort of not inflammatory, but sort of like thought provoking, and they'll make a response to that, and it'll be like, yeah, if you'd read the piece, I said exactly what you said. Dude, that headline is, that headline readers are the worst. Are the Dude, worst. I, I, no, picture, picture lookers are the worst. I hate headline readers as much as the next guy. <laughs> picture lookers are the worst, because I can tell you something. I wrote an article the day after we signed Carter Hutton. The first comment on Twitter was, I thought you were a Sabres writer with like 18 question marks, because it was a Hutton in a blues uniform as the picture. <laughs> I'm like, I hate you so much, but I'm going to uh, be polite. <laughs> and and inform you right now rather than say please for the love of god just read. i can't remember maybe you remember anthony because i got in a little bit of a twitter beef with somebody yes you can't uh, uh, james you. james carlin i can't i can't hear <laughs> i remember no because he became my five at the time my 500th follower after like i diffused the situation it was like textbook diffuse an angry twitter user I totally forgot what that was about. but I remember. So basically, you did an article 
I, and it's weird that I remember this, but it was actually for me kind of a fun interaction. Um, <laughs> you wrote an article with the uh, cited the most underrated player on every team, uh-huh. and he was like a Rangers fan. I don't even remember. Maybe maybe you said Zibanejad. Like I don't even remember who you said, but he like took exception to the person you picked right i just came in and i'm like well that's the beauty of something like this where everybody's you know probably got a different answer just trying to yeah i definitely he was just this guy was just coming at you so hard like you were coming back with real logical thoughtful responses and his he was just basically like no fuck you man like (laughs) i'm dying on this hill (laughs) yeah that was a bizarre one i wish i remembered the specifics but i'm glad you were there for it to help clarify yes Right about 30 minutes here, which is kind of crazy. I think it's the longest I've ever gone on an interview, which is awesome at the same time. He's got a lot of good content on it. But we'll kind of wrap up here. So Stephen Ground, again, who is a writer for the Hockey Writers. You can follow him on Twitter at Stephen Ground, the exact way that it sounds. So make sure you do that. And also follow his podcast at Two Guys No Cup, no spaces in that. Um, I actually listened to the last few episodes before this podcast. Uh, before this podcast so I can kind of get an idea of what they do and it's actually really good. So I'm going to listen to that a lot more now because as Anthony said here in Buffalo, we are highly invested in the blues and that first round draft pick that we desperately want. Well, we're going to get either way, but we kind of want it this year. Anyways, uh, Steven, man, I appreciate you taking the time uh, coming on here and chatting with us. And I urge you to keep up the good work, man. You know, it, it's, it, you're, you're doing a great job over there and that's a really good podcast you guys got going on. And, you know, I look forward to listening to more. And, you know, good luck to your Blues for the rest of the season. Hopefully they can pile some wins together here and you know, nice. we don't, we don't have any problems with those Blues <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah, and it works out for you guys too because then you'll get the pick. Exactly, exactly. So best of luck to you, man. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll talk soon. And like I said, maybe we'll have you on our Sabres podcast here as we kind of get near the end because, uh, you know, the, like I said, the Blues are tied to the hip with us this year. So I, I think we'll be talking again soon. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm down to do it. Anytime. Also, do you have a do you have a number for the uh, product returns department? Because I'd like to return our Berglund. The uh, <laughs> Saboka doesn't seem to be working as advertised either. <laughs> and the the, the Thompson you gave us, it was advertised as more ripe than it arrived. Like I'm willing to wait, <laughs> but I mean it's still very green. Uh, yeah, he's he was he was looking angry last night, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll get that number for you off air for sure. I appreciate I'll, it. I'll find it. I'll find Army's cell phone number. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll, we'll talk soon. Things are coming on again. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys.